to a convention or something. I tried right. to book, you know, a bunch of interviews the same day because sometimes motherfuckers, you know, MIA shit gets canceled, rescheduled, what have you. Totally, totally. So yeah, so I end up I got technically three today. You, um, a lovely lady by the name of London Vega. We had some huge ass tits, and then um, one of my premium smoke room episode podcasts, uh, Chronicles of the Spit Queen. So I'll probably be doing that because nice. um, I kind of done like my man Jim Cornette said, booked myself into a corner because now that I'm with this the, the full swap radio and they got me up there five days a week, I got to make sure that I have enough episodes to cover that because they always drop my episodes a week behind. Sure, sure. So is that what this is going to be dropped on? Yeah. Um, no, this is going to be on Spotify. This is a regular episode. So this okay. is going to be like on Tuesday or well, on a Tuesday when it drops. Okay. And um, the, a week later, it's going to drop on YouTube video-wise and on Fully Swap Radio. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah, so, yeah, so how are you doing, my brother? I mean, I'm doing, I'm surviving the best I can in this world at this time, you know, like, it's a hard time to be a sex worker in a lot of respects, you know? Oh my God, you, you, you ain't never lied, man, because um, it's just like, the attack on sex workers, especially with the algorithm, with the internet, just on that end, social media, um, which has always been the case anyway. Cause that's always been the case, even from back in the day. You know, shit. Even I remember with uh, shit back even when I first got the business it was like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think the like most valuable skill a sex worker can have is to adapt. Immediately. Yeah, immediately, like on a dime. Like you just need to adapt. Well, you, know? you you got no choice in this business because this it. it like put it this way, this business is not based off of scheduling. No, you know, it's not like a nine to five where you work a certain amount of hours and shit like that. Plus, the climate changes. You know, um, even to the point like I remember, you know, even on the escort side of things, girl, the pricing changed. Yeah, now, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think too. I mean, with the niche market that. I cover mm -hmm. of financial domination, like seeing that evolve to what it is now is ridiculous. Like it's just, it's so. It's saturated and you would never think financial dom would be saturated. Well, you would because everybody thinks it's money for nothing. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's like, I want a cash slave. I want to, you know, pay pig or whatever. And it's like, dude, mm -hmm. you can't even keep a house plant, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, pig, like you can't even tend to a fern, you know, like, and then yeah. just using buzzwords to get people to buy, using buzzwords to get people to click, you know, I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of like, that's, that's where it's at these days. I mean, it just, if you're willing to put yourself out there as an alpha male, you know, then yeah. you're going to take the criticism, you're going to take the fucking, you know, harshness yeah. with that, you know, but for me, <coughs> like, not binding myself by any type of label or any type of whatever and just going with the flow and like being a fetish provider being mm -hmm. someone that like i know i'm catering to like a very niche market here 
but like it's valid it's 100 percent valid and it's like people don't mm-hmm. want to talk about the parts of the market that are being covered by people doing taboo thing, you know like content mm-hmm. you know legal all within the realm yeah. of legality of course but just catering to people you know and some might see it as homophobic some people might see it as racist some might be, you know there's just so many different interpretations of what you put out there but it's like mm-hmm. i made that for someone because they needed that avenue they needed that mm-hmm. feeling around that they wanted to feel a certain way around that you know so it's like it's understandable because the biggest thing i've been hearing has been the, the conversation politically of the woke situation, the battle on wokeness. Because you got DeSantos who's sitting here always talking about wokeness, the battle of wokeness. But porn is not supposed to be that stage for that conversation. Because uh, our, our our conversation is we supposed to be woke. We supposed to be open-minded. We supposed not to be homophobic. Mm-hmm. Because the work that we do is not normal. It is taboo. Right. right. You know, period. So when you bring in sensitivity and 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 as my man Chris Rock says, selective outrage to porn, that's porn is not what we do, sex work is not that that. Yeah. Because part of our job is to cater to people's underlying kinks that they can't cater to in their normal life. Well, and I think with the advent of like OnlyFans and private enterprise stuff, which, which is always what I've done. I've never worked for companies. I've never worked for anybody except myself. Like when people were like, can I see videos of yours? I was like, dude, I sold these privately. I took these pictures mm-hmm. privately. Like I can't just direct you to a page where it's all at, you know, there's no landing spot for all that. Cause it just, it, you're providing it's like, it's such a buyer's market. It's such a market for people to have a fetish or a niche market, something that they require that they can go to a private individual and be like, hey, fulfill this for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, whereas in the heyday of the porn industry, like it was like, we're gonna put this movie out and it's gonna cover that entire year. You know, it's like nobody had a request. Like nobody could have mm-hmm. requests filled these, you know? Oh no, because back in the day, there was no such thing. Custom videos didn't become a thing until probably what the late eighties, because and it really was centered around fetish. Because I remember uh, the documentary Killer Killer Sally, where she was doing wrestling videos, which was where she sold VHS wise, yeah. you know, period, and everything. And then of course when the advent of the internet came that's when custom videos became a thing. And part of custom videos was, we're not supposed to sell them. This is supposed to be for this person in particular because yeah. they requested that, you know, right. period. But then you have some people that sit there, take the custom video after they sold it, and then they go ahead and put it out there, yeah. you know, period. Because, because, for example, you know, some of these customs is fucking crazy as shit. So Absolutely. Do you- <laughs> Absolutely. And I, you know, I would, I would, I would hate to be a content creator that put my creative energy into a project like that and then like see it reposted like on some other site and be like get a load of this guy dot j you know like fucking yeah. check this wild shit out you know it's like dude that was supposed to go to one person who really got off on that you know and yeah. it's like now you're holding me to some type of standard of like 
how I show up because I did that. You know, again, it just, I, I don't understand that at all. At all. You know, there's a big word. They're talking in a lot now, too, about ethical financial domination. Like, how can you mm. financially dominate somebody? And it's like, if you, I mean, you rem- do you remember back in the days of being a FinDom, the guys that would come to you and just be like, ruin me. Like, absolutely yeah. just take everything I've got and leave me for mm. broke. Like, there has to be some sort of safety around that. People are really, like, mm. saying that, like, parts of this are, like, linked to addiction. Parts of this are linked to, like, you know, just parts of the brain that we're activating and taking advantage of. That... But, but see, but, but wait a second, wait a second. See, that's, that's, that's interesting. Hold on, we're about to get into that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know who I am, Kevin Arbor Subtrap, aka the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links at allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Four wonderful sponsors to tell you about the first one being lsworld.com. Next up, excitebunny.com. Next up, arisesmagazine.com. And last but not least, blusharaka.com. Go there. They got VR for you people so you can watch some porn with some voiceover with your Oculus. Follow me on the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Go over to shopgwdistry.com and do some shopping. Also, five days out of the week, in the mornings, you can check me out on fullyswapradio.com as they play the episodes from the week before. So if you didn't catch it when it dropped, you can catch it over there. And I'm talking to the industry's top talent, individuals, and personalities. And we talk about everything from BDSM to the actual business itself. Also, check me out on skyhawkafterdarktv.com as well as the B. G-P-L-L-C app. As you see, we're starting off hot. As you see, with the nose ring, my brother from another mother of another color <laughs> is right here. My man, Master Arch. Say hello to the smokers. What's going on, everybody? Yeah. Now, that's interesting that you say that because Pimp said this before. There's two addictions that rule this world, drugs and pussy. Mm-hmm. That's period. And add to a third your cell phone and social media. Okay. Yeah. Now, to me, someone has to handle these addictions, you know, period. You know, I remember my sister said, I'd rather for you to be a drug dealer than in porn. I said, So you rather me to sell something that's going to kill my people instead of me doing something that is legal that harms nobody. That actually helps people because our shit does help. Right. You know, period. You know, because part of a lot of these motherfuckers killing themselves is because they can't be themselves. You have right. men that's into pegging. They can't talk to their wives about that shit. Right. You have men that, like you talk about, they want to be dominated. They're CEOs of companies. They want to be beat up. They want to be beat up. They want to be treated like shit because in their world, they always have to be the boss. And some of them want to be served. They want to be. They want to service people. Some of them want to be serviced by men. You know, period. So these are grown adults making these decisions to want to do this, and they're willing to pay. Now they ain't got an issue when a woman takes the money, but it's an issue when a man does it. We're gay. We're home. We're we're homosexual. No. A straight man can dominate another straight man. That's not a problem. 
I, you know, I have but, a lot of client. I have a lot of straight clients that do get a hold of me because they know that I'm never gonna fuck them. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's I'm so well known for the mental mind fuck and the fucking yeah. job on people's heads that it's just like I don't care how you present yourself. Be straight. Be gay. Be transgender. Be a rhinoceros. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It all spends the same. Just pay me yeah. in U.S. dollars. You know, like recognize what you're getting from me and pay me in U.S. dollars because it just there's no there's no other recognition. You know, at that point. Yeah. And it's like because it. Is. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. I was just gonna say that, like, I cater to all those people. Like, I'm so adaptable, I'm so versatile that I can do something for the straight man that I can't do with the gay man because he has different emotions around it that the transgender has, you know, and the the rhinoceros comes in and needs to be treated like a caged animal. You know, it just, Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to cover every base and put on a different set of gloves for every single person you deal with. And Mm -hmm. having that versatility, having that adaptability is an asset, 100%. You know, and see, and see what our service does, and see, I think this was the issue. People have a vision of what masculinity supposed to be. We yes. challenge that visibility. Yes, and I think that what I've noticed as a straight man in a gay world is that the topic of masculinity is so complicated because it's been fetishized in so many different ways, and it's been. bastardized in so many different ways and within that it's like we have to like break that down and be like this is a whole culture that like man's men like real men like rule the earth Mm -hmm. and like there's a hierarchy of masculinity and under the level of everything there's a underbelly there's a dark side and within this there's just this toxic toxic you know hierarchy Mm -hmm. That exists, and I just say it's toxic because if someone looked at it as a layperson, they'd be like, "This is terrible. This is homophobic. Mm-hmm. This is toxic masculinity at its pinnacle." Mm-hmm. Is but there are so many people that go through their lives believing this and have to have to believe this to find their place in the world. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. validation. Yeah, because because to me, it's like this. Our basis of what a man is is based off of really religious belief. Let's let's keep it 100. A lot of our thought process is based off religious belief. You know, this is what a man supposed to be. He supposed to be the king of the castle. You hear the conversations of uh, men saying, I can't be with a woman that make more money than me. So so you ever be with a bitch that's broke? I mean... (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the... It's the same type of thing, but I think that it's so genuinely unique man to man. I think yeah. you identifying your religious background and saying that that's where it comes from for you, like, mm-hmm. good on you for knowing that. Good on mm-hmm. you for identifying that. For another person, it could be how their father presented himself. For another yeah. person, it, you know, it just, it's all, it's all on the personal experience that one might have. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, religion has a lot to do with that. A lot to do with that for a lot of people, you know, but yeah, that's the reason that I get calls to be, you know, a satanic dom. That's the reason yeah. that 
the 666 stuff that I do is fucking selling like hotcakes because people mm-hmm. carry religious guilt enough that I can hit that button and make them feel guilty, make them feel exploited, make them feel, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. because they've already had the programming from the Catholic Church. You know? Yeah, because because when you think about it, it's like, for example, I always had a conversation with female dogs about pegging. And the first thing that dudes would say is pegging is gay. It's a gay act. It's 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 homosexual. Anything with the butt, we consider it homosexual. You know, period. But if you look at the term of what homosexual is, mm-hmm. pegging is not that. Right. I mean, you're speaking to ignorance at that point. If you're having yeah. a conversation with somebody that's trying to tell you that pegging is homosexual, then you just don't deserve to have that conversation anymore. It just, I mean, it's, why are you wasting air even talking to them? Like, it yeah. Just, and again, like the fear that people have around Satan, homophobia, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's just these, like, these, these button issues, these feelings mm-hmm. that that you can just you can play with and mm. in a scene that just feel a certain type of way because of how society handles even saying certain words you know mm-hmm. i've had sessions where all i do is repeat words to people you know and it's just mm. so hot button that they get titillated enough that they fucking whatever because mm. that aren't said in proper societies yeah you know? yeah because we in the world of antisocial. We we supposed to be the anti, you know. Period. We supposed to do the shit that the average motherfucker just not willing to do or able to do, you know. Period. And it's to the taste of the individual that's doing it. I know. Period. Myself unapologetically on doing those things as much as I possibly can in my life, with women and with women and men both. I want people to live their best lives. I don't care what you fucking identify as. I don't care what you fucking need to get your fucking shit off. Just you know. Yeah, because if that's the case, then why do we have movies that discuss satanic shit? We have movies and shows that is built around it. I don't see people sitting here talking about, man, I ain't going to watch it. I'm not going to watch Chapel White because it's a bunch of devil shit and vampires. We watch that shit. We love, we with the shits. We don't want to get it, you know, at the end of the day, because we have a curiosity about it. You know, yeah. period. At the end of the day, because even to the point, like if you want to go there, I, um, I can't think of the Greek god who practically mirrors that of Lucifer, because Lucifer was considered Pan. like Pan. Yeah, Pan, yeah. and he was the one that brought fire to the humans, mm-hmm. because Zeus wanted to kill humans. And because of that, he got punished, which if you do, you know, your Greek mythology, that every a, a raven comes or a vulture eats out his liver and it grows back. That's his punishment. But if he didn't step in and help the humans, the humans would have died. You feel me? Because they were going to freeze them out. Yeah. You know, because Zeus felt humans was not because he was mad because they wasn't worshiping him. enough. You feel me? So to a certain extent, not sitting because, of course, I mean, it is what it is, what you believe, what you believe. You yeah. feel me? But it's mighty fucking funny that in the Greek mythology, they don't call him the devil. But in Christianity, they call Lucifer what he was because he questioned God. Right. 
Right. You know, period. But it's human nature for us to question. Absolutely. It's, it's human nature for us to test the limits of what humanity posed to be. That's what that, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and I think BDSM allows people to play with that a little bit more. I, mm-hmm. I think people aren't challenged enough to play with that in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the difference between having like a casual play partner and seeing a professional. You yeah. Know, when, when you want to get serious about your play, when you want to take it to a level of like releasing shame, releasing guilt, releasing whatever mm-hmm. it is, you, you go see a professional, you know? Yeah. Not because. You know, because even to me, like with you, because you dominate men. I don't, you know, I dominate men. Men are my bread and butter, but I, I, I'm talking about the bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah. But like women, women come along and it's weird. It's very weird because I'm seeing patterns in women that have hired me and Mm -hmm. it's nothing due to my control at all. It just, Mm -hmm. the, the, it's, it's been very, very interesting working more for women. In these mm-hmm. last so what's the differences? What's the differences? So people can understand. Other than the fact of sexual uh, the, the sex of sexuality. So, so for men, so for women, they understand the feelings-based process. Mm-hmm. Men, it takes a minute to program them on that, but once you can tap into that, it's gold. Yeah. Um, and I think that women are so often sexualized to be able Mm -hmm. to put in a situation where they control how they're sexualized brings Mm -hmm. them a little more power Mm -hmm. and i think with men when i take away their sexuality like locking them in chastity or controlling orgasms or anything with that it does the exact opposite with them yeah yeah it takes it takes the power away and gives them empowerment whereas with women i give the power I, I don't give it Too to them because I'm still dominant, but it just it's a healing space in a totally different way with women. Yeah. Because I never forget I watched um uh well I can't forget his last name Mackie. He played uh um he played Falcon in 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 in, in it, he's a new Captain America, the black Captain America. And one of his first movies was She Hates Me. And um this is one of the first movies we also saw the gorgeous Kerry Washington in. And what was so interesting was he was sexualized as a breeder because they they used him to pregnate women in in the movie. And there was one part of the movie where the women were like, hold on, we want to see what the fuck we paying for. Get naked. So they treated him like yeah. a man would treat a woman. And he felt yeah. some type of way. He, he's yeah. sitting there bad nigga holding his dick. She was like, move your hand. What the fuck you shame for? You feel yeah. me? So yeah. there are men that want their sexuality taken from them. Mm-hmm. They want that because we're so used to being the ones that sexualizing. We're not the one. It's very rare that we're the one being sexualized. You yeah. know, period. Yeah. And some people like that uncomfortability. It gets mm-hmm. off on them. Oh, you know, I period. love the lump in your stomach. I love the lump in your stomach that uncomfortable play brings. It really, like degradation humiliation like all those things make my heart super super happy for one yeah. fucking freeze for another you know whatever yeah. that is, you know and and i mean the taboo nature of just someone releasing something that 
they're holding on to that it's just it isn't just penis and vagina sex it's so much deeper than that it's a feeling on that dude i mean it's just it's that stuff is so so amazing you can be turned Mm -hmm. on for months at a time playing within Mm -hmm. that realm and it just you don't have to come you can just enjoy being turned on in that space of just achiness Mm -hmm. or whatever it is you know yeah because i think people don't understand there's such thing as a mental orgasm Mm -hmm. and a mental orgasm is way more stronger than a physical one yeah and it lasts longer yeah yeah and it just it's such it takes such a finessed hand to get that out of somebody Mm -hmm. it's such a skill to be able to Mm -hmm. do that and speak to people on that level yeah really you know because even with my experiences um, I would never fuck a dude, mm-hmm. you know. Same. But I will Same have, I, I will have a male slave, you know. Period. And this is what I tell people: y'all don't realize how much male domination plays in our normal world. To give you the perfect example, gang culture. They get jumped in. How they get jumped in? They get the shit beat out of their ass by a group of men. Mm-hmm. You don't think them dudes? feel a euphoria after they survive four dudes beating the shit out of his ass. Right. <laughs> and think about it. He's allowing these four men to whoop his ass. Yeah. He's submitting to that 100%. Yeah. No yeah. safe but, word. No safe word whatsoever. No safe word. Yeah. yeah. But yet, y'all don't consider that gay. Yeah. That's male bonding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, period. It's you Some know, guys period. Just go fishing for the weekend. These guys just take it to a whole new level. Those wacky bloods and crips. <laughs> knuckleheads, bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah. So it's so I look at what's the difference between I'm jumping somebody in for a game, and I got this dude that's coming here that want to get the shit whooped out of him, want me to degrade him and make him feel less than. Well, how about this though? How about this? What if you took it one step further mm. and you took your group of friends to a BDSM event and you mm. jumped someone in at a yeah. BDSM event in the name mm. of fetish? You wore all your colors. You did all your shit. They, they would have a fucking shit fit. They wouldn't yeah. know what to think about that at all, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just... It's weird that nobody does that. It's weird that nobody uses BDSM for an avenue for that. You know, like mm-hmm. we're you know all these all these white people dressed in their leather, and we're gonna show up in gang colors and jump somebody in tonight. Like <laughs> I can see that being you know really no. Weird. Actually, some of the submissives might be like, "Can I be next?" Right? <laughs> exactly. I know. I know a couple of masochists that would submit to that in a minute. You know? <laughs> like, like, can I be next? Shit, please beat the shit out of me. Yeah, exactly. Can you jump me in, Mr. Gang Member? <laughs> could you jump me in next? <laughs> beat the shit yeah. out of me, please. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they were like, you missed the spot. You didn't stop me right here. <laughs> right. Well, but see, but, but that's, that's the point. But that's why I do extreme BDSM because I take things to a level that makes people so uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. at the end, you just, you gotta laugh about it. You gotta, yeah. you know, like, like, just to, like, bring that space to a BDSM party. Like, it's just, like, all these people think they're cool with their whips and shit, and you're coming in there yeah. making people uncomfortable as fuck. 
Yeah. But see, but see, if you want to be honest, that's where they get off. Because when they go to the dungeons, especially new newbies, mm-hmm. you can't sit and tell me there's a level of comfortability when you're seeing these dude getting whooped. Because when we mean real BDSM, you're talking about there's marks. Yeah. There's bruises. This yeah. ain't no, this ain't no, I'm just going to spank you. Spank. No, there's no, slap no. there's no slap and tickle in our world. No, they motherfucking his ass whooped. Yeah, you're okay. going for blood. I'm playing for blood. When I play Impact, I play for blood, tears, money, every, you know, like, unless you are a slobbering, bloody mess at the end of it, we're just not, we do not play the same. Yeah, you know? because see, to me, that's what extreme BDSM is, is that you are extend, expanding the realms of comfortability and normalcy. Yeah. You know, period. Well, that's the reason but, why they're there. They don't want normal shit. Let me ask you a question then. How do you feel about race play? I'm all for it. Yeah. Same. Issue with it. Because the reason why I say this is this, right? Race play, what's the difference between me doing race play and the movie Roots? Django. Yeah. It's a kink. And here's the sad part. This is what pissed me off. The white women that indulge in race play catch more flack. Oh, yeah. It's a black that's man that wants to race play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not white men that's buying this shit. Let's make this clear. It's black men. All the race play that I saw, it was black men that bought that shit and said, I love yep. it. Can you do more of it? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's who I'm catering yep. to, too. And it's so hard to defend it, too, as a sex worker because it's, like, such a hot-button thing that, again, like, she had my pay pig I would do a race play with. Because his whole point was he wanted me to call him cracker. He wanted me to call him honky. You know, he wanted he 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 called the payments they was giving me with race reparations. You know, period. He said he wanted a black man to shit on him because white people didn't shit on black people for so many long and it made him feel guilty. So he wanted to be treated as such. Absolutely. White guilt is so easy to take advantage of in that respect. Yeah, so to so to me, I don't see an issue with it. Just like you have motherfuckers sitting with listening to people. This is how dumb I think people are with race play. The Queen of Spades. No, I'm not going to use Queen of Spades. Let's use King of Spades. Okay. Now, if people understand what of spades mean, it means in the BDSM realm, I worship, I revere, I honor, a black person. Yes, yeah, King Spades is a white man that will submit to black women only. Queen of Spades is a white woman that will submit. Keyword submit. We're not talking about it's different between a BBC slut mm-hmm. and because a lot of people get them mixed up. Queen of Spades right. means she's a slave to them. Right. BBC slut is I like to fuck and be slutted out by. Not the same. So in actuality, you have black people upset that a white person sitting here saying that I worship black women. <laughs> I want people to think about it. Smoke that over. Smoke that over. Smoke that over a minute. Think about that. A white man says, I only worship, reveal, and submit to a black woman. I will not submit to a white woman. I do not worship them, but I worship black. But 
Y'all have an issue with the term. It's racist. How is it racist when he's honoring? Selective outrage. Now, yeah. hold on, hold on. Now, let a black man say, we don't even have a term for if a black man I was just going to ask what's the term to white black, women. Yeah, what is the term? What is the term for a black man submitted to a white woman? We don't have that term. Just a like... Man submits to a white man. Thank you. You feel what I'm saying? But if you hear a black man say, I submit to a white man, he'll get dragged. But if a white man submits to a black man, you know what y'all do? Y'all pat that black man on the back. Select, yeah. like my man Chris Ross said, selective outrage. Y'all select what the fuck y'all want to be mad at. And half the time when you select it, it don't make sense. It don't logically make sense. Yeah. It would be interesting to think of terms that are just as, like, widely known for that. Yeah. And then what's interesting is, it, it it's funny how it's always black and white. You don't never hear a white woman say, I'm only going to submit to an Asian. I know a lot of Asians that submit to white. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Asians that submit to white. I know a, a lot of blacks that submit to white. I know a lot of, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people that submit to a lot of people. They just happen mm -hmm. to be a certain type of color and a certain type of race and enjoy that in their play, you know? And it just, for me, the people that I've done race play with, like, mm -hmm. it's it's freeing. I mean, mm -hmm. it allows it allows people to be however self-loathing they want to show up as you know like however you know whatever they want to yeah it's amazing yeah because i never forget like i think i told you about this before a girl turned me down for filming because i did a race play scene and she felt some type of way yeah and i'm like how the way you gonna feel some type of way bang and you had these black men calling you every name there is out of your name. Yeah. Slapping you around, bullying you around. Ain't that the same? Yeah. It's just you ain't calling it race play because you didn't come out the come out your mouth and say the N-word. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, to me, it's people love moving the goalpost to suit their bubble. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's like, if you're watching porn to criticize it that much, you probably shouldn't be watching porn. Amen. Seriously, if you if you are so deeply offended that your brand of porn shares space with people calling each other horrible names and people doing horrible things to each other, you probably shouldn't, you know, be part of this. Yeah, because I even said to myself, you have male talents who are independent, but they would not film themselves being pegged. And the reason why, because they're afraid that they'll lose that masculinity look. They won't be looked at as man, manly anymore. But it's porn. You yeah. play into a gay crowd, no, no matter how, who you're fucking, honestly. Yeah. Well, and I think that, again, the perspective of whose perspective is it going to be from? Is it from the woman's perspective? Is it sensual? Is it erotic? Is it whatever? Is it from mm. the male perspective where these women are just destroyed and fucking treated like whores? You know, like mm. whose who's gaze are we looking at here? Who, mm. who are we talking to in this? You know, because mm. when I tell people I make straight porn for gay men, they're like, what does that even mean? And it's like, it's me centric. I'm the star. Mm -hmm. They're watching me. These girls mm -hmm. are props. These girls are just props. You know? Yeah. 
they want to watch me fuck and destroy pussy. And that's, I love finding people that let me do that and let people watch that, you know, and get to benefit from that, you know? Yeah, because if you notice, a lot of girls, a lot of the fans want to see rough sex. They want to see the rough shit. I don't talk to so many male towns, so they're looking for girls that want to be roughed up, yeah. that want to be slapped around, spit on, pissed on, and all this shit, right? You know, period. So, I don't, it, if you, but yet, you don't hear the outrage about that, because it's to a woman. You get what I'm saying? You know, well, period. Well, I think, too, I think, too, it's a quiet outrage. I think more in your your world where the porn world comes in and like people are calling into account like ethics and morals and like how people should be treated and how consent is treated. I mean, it just, it all needs to be unpacked. It all needs mm-hmm. to be looked at. It all needs to be examined. And if there's, but here's the point it's already consent because the motherfucker signed paperwork and agreed to do the scene. You get what I'm saying? It's always consent. Now, then Boy, if you then asking for a friend, then asking for a friend, is it a matter of decency? Is it a matter of the like how it how it comes off in the end? And like just because a girl girl signed waivers on Max Hardcore, he's in jail for you know. No, what, what happened to Max Hardcore was that he was filming girls that was underage and was doctoring the paperwork. That's why he went to jail. Oh, okay. okay. See, that's what he can't see. A lot of people people don't understand what it was. It was that he was. It wasn't, it wasn't consent. It was, these girls were 17. He didn't release the film till they turned 18 and he doctored the paperwork and they and the girls came out and said, no, he filmed me at 17. Okay. You feel what I'm coming from? Yeah. That's yeah. why he okay. went to jail, because okay. the 2257. Because okay. if you don't, if that 2257, if it's doctored or you ain't got it, you five years in prison yeah. Yeah, per infraction did. or $5,000 fine. Yeah. You know, period. So no, that's why I said there's no victims in porn because you're going on set knowing exactly what you're doing. The only time when it's not, and even even if they change, I had girls that, that, that go on set and they think it's gonna be a boy girl. They come on set, he said, No, I wanted to be a threesome. Even then you have a choice to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. If you went ahead and did the scene, you said yes. So once again, no more a victim. You actually agreed to this shit. You could have said, no, nah, I thought we'd both be doing just a boy girl. Yeah. I didn't know. I wasn't prepared for no damn threesome or taking two dicks. Mm-hmm. But because you want that money, because you put yourself in that position, because you decided that instead of you making sure that you had money to pay for your plane ticket to fuck on, <laughs> yeah. and you were depending upon that pay gig, you feel me? Now you put yourself in that position to where you have to say yes. And then you feel some type of way later, but you could have just, once again, it's based off the personal morals. Right. And, you know, and I think that, like we were talking about earlier with ethical financial domination, like, how do you, how do you do ethical financial domination? There's no such thing. Do you work with a budget? I mean, do you (laughs) tell them to at at $100, you're going to stop sending. Like, you know, like, how do you... There's no ethical, there's no ethical in nothing this. Okay, if that's the case, then, think about all the girls that made before they put the restrictions on the paywall for, for OnlyFans, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why these girls are making six figures is because there was no restriction on how much that paywall was. You had girls charging 500 for their paywall. Yeah. For a fucking picture. 
Yeah. 500 for you to unlock it. Yeah. I've sold pictures Yo, for $500 numerous times in my life. You know what I'm saying? The only reason why it became a restriction was because Beltran, I, I can't think, I, I could be saying her name wrong, was fooling people because they thought they were going to be seeing nudity and they didn't. And people was asking for their money back. So yeah, that's backs. when, yeah. Chargebacks. That's such yeah. a shit move. And it's that's the reason why they restricted the paywall to only $50. Before right. then, there was no restriction. Right. You get where I'm coming from? But they shouldn't pay these motherfuckers back because y'all chose to pay the 500 yeah. Y'all right. chose this. It's, it's a paywall. There's no preview. You right. didn't know whether she was going to be nude or not. You was going off of, she's a big-time star, and I always jerked off to her, so I want to see if she's nude. And you yeah. find out she wasn't. Yeah, there should always be a buyer beware clause with any porn site. I mean, it just if you're gonna if you're gonna go ham on the desperation, you you pretty much deserve everything that's coming to you at that point. Because to me, it's like this. It's just like with an escort. If an escort sit here and say, "I want five hundred for an hour," she has that right. Mm -hmm. If she says she wants hundred, she has that right. It's up to the consumer. To say yay or nay to that deal. It's called negotiations. It's like the joke that my man Jim Cornette said. Shouts out to him. I love him to death. He said, would you, he went to the girl, he said, would you fuck me for a million? He was sure like, hell yeah. He was like, okay, okay then. Will you fuck me for a dollar? What type of hoe you think I am? Uh, <laughs> all I'm doing is negotiating. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Once again, she sets the price. It's up to the consumer to say yes or no to the price. Yeah. How are you going to tell the the creator how much to charge for their shit? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how people come up with their prices and how people do things. I've been doing stuff so expensive mm -hmm. for so long that it just, when I see these new Findoms that are on the market and they show like Cash App transaction, it's like, I made $300 in $10 transactions today. It's like, damn, that is such a slow boat to China. You know, because mm -hmm. I just know what that entails is just waiting and like sending and just like I, I never did it that way. But it's but see, part of a dom is I don't give a fuck about your problems. I don't give a fuck about your financial issues. Your job is to pay me because I'm a financial dom. If I want five hundred, you, you that's your job to give it to me, right? Any which way you can, right? That that how in the world are you gonna sit here and complain to McDonald's about them charging three dollars for a Big Mac? It's that I tell people that all the time. I tell people that all the time. <coughs> people that want to learn how to do what I do. It's like, oh, so I can come into your job and one, <coughs> request free samples, and two, find out how you do your job and be able to replace you within a month. Ask yeah. you how you do everything that you do so with full intent of knowing that I'm going to replace you at some point or compete with you at some point. And it's just like, why are we even there? You know, yeah. I'll mentor you. I'll mentor you till the cows come home. But I'm getting paid mm -hmm. for that because you're learning. You know. Yeah, it's it no different. Than like if my job is, I go in, I say I want to raise. They tell me no. I have a choice to quit that job and go to a better job, or sit there and take that shit. Once again, it's my choice. The right. problem is, is that I'm trying to find the best way to put it. The problem is, is that people don't understand when you're going to request a service, you don't dictate how much that service costs. Right. 
you know, period. You didn't need especially it's if it's negotiation. So market and needed, especially if it's like I, I'm constantly telling people you're either paying me therapist wages or hooker wages, and either way, it's yeah, for 300. Yeah, because it's mighty fucking funny, but they go to a therapist for the shit that they come to you for and pay out the ass for their therapist. And the the family feud answer that I've heard since the beginning of me doing sex work is I can't even believe we're doing this. I couldn't even tell my therapist about this. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. To the point now where I'm reaching out to mental health professionals and sharing that fact with them so they are better equipped to deal with people that have fetishes, better able to deal with people that have kinks. You know, because if they're yeah. not in this, if they're not, if they're and, not, and have the therapist, they are shocked. And if you have a shock, a shock issue, you can't really be therapeutic to the person that's coming to you because you're judging them based off of their shit. Yeah. Versus using me as a case study on that for real, for real. Yeah. Talk with me for 10 minutes and I'll shock everybody in the room. <laughs> rest assured, rest assured, you know. Like, yeah, because because part of you being a therapist is you're not supposed to have any judgment because how can you judge somebody you're supposed to be helping? Exactly, exactly. That's 100% of like why I do what I do, you know? Yeah, I and that's why they come to you because there's no judgment because you're in that lifestyle. Your job is not to judge. Your job is to service them the I, way that they're I paying you for I also blatantly, blatantly advertise that I'm looking for the things that are so weird and so different, you know, Mm -hmm. like financial domination to me can just take the form of paying someone reimbursement for sharing a space with them that you've never been able to share with someone before, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just men and women both like just come to me, try to shock me. Try mm-hmm. to fucking talk me. Try to try to find a space that I can't fill because I just I want to work with people and fill those spaces. Mm-hmm. And I just I put it out there that I'm like I mean it's like what is it? Give me your tired, your meek, your poor, like on the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of mm-hmm. like the same. Yeah. Like, bring me your perverted. Bring me your you know like because I want to talk to these people. I want to play with these people. I want to share space with these people. You know. Mm-hmm. And I never have in my life, and I've never felt any type of community around that. And I just, I'm, I'm desperate to find that because I, I and, let and down two on the race play thing. I said this, I said this in a tweet when the girl turned me down. I said you can't judge me because how are you going to say something about me being race play when you made your money off of shooting with black men, you made your name off of shooting with black men, but you ain't. But when the when when it came time to march. For Black Lives Matter, your ass is at the crib. Right. You sucking a dick didn't help race relations, bitch. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. That's a good. You point. know, period. You 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 didn't help race relations by eating a dude, a black dude's ass. Actuality, you was getting off on that. So now now that begs the question. This might be highly offensive, but. What would uh, stop he, like race players for racial equality to march in the next Black Lives Matter? <laughs> you know, like have a contingency of like four or five people just holding up a sign, be like race players for racial equality, and people are like, what the hell is that? You bet. You know, like, <laughs> wrap them up in like Confederate flags, and, like yeah, it, it, 
one of them could wear a clan hood and just be like, wait, that's a black, wait, wait, what, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a black man wearing a clan outfit. People like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, like it, it, it needs to have a conversation and it needs to be laughed about. It needs to be, you know, like not so uptight about it. Like just, yeah. and I, and I find it refreshing to be able to talk about this with you because it just, anytime I talk about it, they're like, oh, and look who's talking about it. another white man. Like it just, I got something to say. Like if you're yeah. going to just but- discount that immediately, Immediately, because it's so hot button to you, you we can't have this conversation. In actuality, a white man has a place, or a white woman has a place to discuss race play, because guess what race is the one that's saying the N-word? Right. And being allowed by the other race. Exactly. You know, period. I, I find it very sacred space when I'm allowed to say that to the people I love. Of mm-hmm. color. I find it very, very, very sacred space mm-hmm. to be allowed to do that. Yeah, because usual point, like for example, you have rap music, right? Because we always hear this, this 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 conversation with rap music, right? You have a white person love hip hop. You can't sit and tell me in your normal life when you ain't around somebody when you get to the N word in the song. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You are. I was just just having this conversation with a girl yesterday about that. And she's like, you say it? And I'm like, of course I do. It's part of the song. Yeah, it's like, part of the song. Yeah. It's a yeah. feeling. It's a yeah. feeling. Like, it just, like, it has so much, like, words only have the meaning that you give them. The power. You give words power, yeah. Them, you know? And if it, like, yeah, there's a lot of white, stupid, geeky guys out there that are using that word way too long. And mm-hmm. way too much and way too like inappropriately. But mm-hmm. if you're in a scene and you're using hard R's, you're not even like doing the rap yeah. thing, you're doing the real thing. Yeah. You have a new reference. You have a mm-hmm. new reverence and respect for that word. You have a new appreciation for that, you know? Like mm-hmm. if you hear it in a rap song, it's totally different. You know? Yeah, because like, for example, I remember Javon Jordan dealt with a situation. On set, he was where with Layla Falcone. Layla Falcone, y'all know, some of y'all know who she is. She said it. She said, "Look, I said the N word because here I fuck black dudes. My baby daddy black. Blah 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 blah. Okay, do I agree with her saying the N word? No. Now, if you in the midst of a film, we're playing. We we wear the mask like Ralph Emerson says. You're playing a role. But anyway, with consent culture coming in." Do they have to, when they have a mixed cast, so to speak, do they have to go to the black people and be like, do you consent to white people calling you? Is that now part of the negotiation? Yeah, because it, it, it because but well, I let me finish this story here and then I'll give you my 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 situation. Okay. okay. Javon Jordan said that the director. Was using the N word, saying, "You know, you my nigga. I like you. You, you my nigga." Da 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 da. Right. Now here's the thing: you sat there and let this dude call you this this whole time. Now, when shit went left, you decide to have selective outrage. What you should have did was, when he first came out the end, out of his mouth with the N word, you should have checked him then. Mm-hmm. You can't get mad at Layla Falcone because Layla Falcone was there 
and y'all was doing a racialist type scene. Y'all were doing the scene, you know, period. And even if they won't do a racial scene, you should have said, I don't feel comfortable with you saying that. You have the right to say that. But no, Mr. Javon Jordan didn't do that. He might get mad at me. I don't give a fuck. Y'all can send the tweets to him or what happened. It's me. You should have checked both of them then. And if they continue, you should have walked your ass off set. No, you didn't walk off set. You went ahead and shot the damn scene. Right. So do I blame you or do I blame them? I don't blame them no more. I blame you because you didn't check them. You know what I'm saying? That's just like if a dude, that's just like if a dude called me a bitch ass, a bit a bitch ass dude. If I said tell you, don't be calling me no bitch ass dude, you continue to do it and I whoop your ass, I have the right to whoop your ass because I told you not to do it. But if right. I never said to you not to do it. Who fault is it? Right. You know, it's, all, it's an uncomfortable situation that everybody needs to have. Like I said, the unpacking of that needs to happen. You know, because even with um, with with what I did Jasmine Summers, she asked, "Is it okay we do a race play scene?" Because I have fans, and she said, "Straight up, black men," which I knew that. Mm-hmm. Want to see race play? Yep. I said, "I'm down. I'm cool with it." And you know if and if you ask most people, like if if I've found this is my personal experience, going to people of color and asking around that, like, hey, this is something I really enjoy. How do you feel about it? You know, and like, oh hell no, to I'm definitely down. Like, yeah. Is and speaking to people and giving words to that, like it's amazing how many people are like, I've never told anyone, but I'm totally into that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, there's so many people walking on eggshells around me and I know this weight that I carry and I just want to submit to it. You know, I just mm-hmm. want, I want to feel inferior. I want to feel less than, you know. And it's but, just, but, but hold up, hold up. But they don't have an issue if I sit here and do a scene where I call this girl poor white trash honky cracker. Y'all have an issue with that. Yeah, it's straight up. It's straight up. You know, period. We consider that. That's cool. Or if I'm in the scene and I call her a bitch and a whore and a slut, that's BDSM. That's cool. But if she does a race play scene where the black talent has no issue with her saying the Mm N-word, it's an issue. Yeah, You get what I'm coming from? You know, period. Because I know the pay pig I had, I would call him cracker, honky, Dumb white boy, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But if I told somebody about that, there'll be a. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, it's a difference. Okay. It has to be a consistency. If you have an issue with race play, then you should have an issue with a woman being called a bitch and a whore during the scene. Well, and I, I think that it's just the tip of the iceberg too. I mean, it's like when you talk about things we have a problem with in kink, things we have a problem with in porn, things we, if you cannot understand that your porn is sharing space with other things that may include this, this, or this, you don't belong here. No, you don't. Don't click it. Don't look at it. Don't, don't, you know, like if we're all doing stuff that's legitimate and legal, whatever button it pushes, skip over it by all means. Mm. If you don't like what's being said. You know, I'm keeping wondering with you. I I worked with a girl that sat there and said she done did bestiality, that she done got fucked by a dog. I didn't look at her sideways. I said, okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and it's straight up. You know, yeah. period. So yeah. to me, it's like to me, the problem is, is that people want to deem what kinks is acceptable and what's not. Kink and you is know kink. what's really ironic about that? The people that are policing that, you know what that you know what that population generally consists of? What? Old white people. Yeah. Yeah. It's so disgusting that white people are dismantling white supremacy on behalf of people that, you know, like, what are we going to do, like, once we make this woke culture of we're going to take all white supremacy off FetLife, or we're going to take all white supremacy out of porn? What are mm-hmm. we going to do for the people that genuinely need this to get off and genuinely feel this within themselves? You know, like you said, mm-hmm. like, we're therape- therapeutic practitioners. We're providing content to people to feel empowered. We're and see, it too, a someone saying in a scene the N word is not white supremacy. Someone saying the N word in a scene did not make them a racist. They're doing a scene. Right. Y'all want to complicate shit that's actually logic. This is actual simple. Right. And it just like I mean, I you know I think it's the difference too, like how what the context is you know Mm -hmm. because we can look at like you said like roots is like what what's the difference between roots and like how about blazing saddles by mel brooks yes you did no you did go to a blazing saddles like they use the n-word in that a a ton of times it's all hard r and it just Mm -hmm. like it's so funny how it all plays through like again yeah and when you think about it in that time frame what the fuck you been doing calling black people right the word negro didn't become a term until the 60s they was calling this nigger yeah yeah they was calling this nigger they didn't say black they said nigger the nigger sheriff the 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 nigger you know yeah because you gotta remember it around that time when they did well, well, the the time where well, the time stamp where they posed being mm-hmm. Blazing Saddleway was based around, which was based on the Wild West, right? Uh, they won't, they, they, yeah, it's a timepiece, yeah. yeah, and it's a timepiece. But it just again, it goes to show that you can have emotionally charged things, and they can be hilarious. Yeah, you know the producers them bouncing around in Nazi uniform. I mean, it just, there's humor in the weirdest places. Yeah. You know? And it just, sex and humor are very similar. You know, I'm yeah. seeing, I'm seeing major similarity between the two, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. to me, that what made it funny. Because, you know how I many motherfuckers sit here and say they hate when you take a movie that had a lot of cussing in it and you put it on regular TV and they want to change the word, not bleep out the word, change the word. Mm-hmm. And that shit don't in the movie don't even hit the same. Yeah. So how the hell you gonna complain about that, but then complain about this? Yeah. Not gonna complain. You know, you know where I'm coming from. You know, period. It's yeah, it's yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I I try to figure what move like for example, if you see Blazing Saddle on let's say TNT, right? Of course they're gonna bleep out the N word. You know how I many motherfuckers be like, that's fucked up. They shouldn't have did that. Yeah, it's funny, but then. Y'all have an issue with someone doing a race play. Yeah. Make it make sense, people. Yeah. Smoke that over. 
Smoke that over. Roll a blunt with a rosin snake in it the size of Texas and smoke it over. Yeah, because even to me, because like, I understand some girls are not comfortable doing race play. I'm not mad at that. That is your choice. If that, like I said, if that's money you don't want, I understand. I respect you for it. I understand. But you can't villainize others that are willing to do that. Yeah, going you know, after period. the performer, going after the performer, or going after the dom that is catering to those, like I, I think, is the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah, it's, just, but, it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, it's just it's such a non sequitur issue. It's like, why are you like, how did you even get privy to the fact that this is going on? You mm-hmm. know, like you have to be in a very certain particular place to know that somebody is doing that with their life. Yeah. You have to be really close to someone or you have to know somebody so close that you know that they're doing that. And if you're going to know somebody that's doing that type of thing mm-hmm. and then judge them mm-hmm. for how they do that. Yeah. Because even to me, that's why I say I find it funny because, for example, can a mixed person say the N-word? Mixed race, you get yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah. It's, it's once again we always moving the goalposts to fit our selfish shit. Well, you know, who's, who's the person saying who can say what? Who's mm. the ultimate authority in my culture to say I can't say this compared with the ultimate authority in your culture to say I can't say this? Like, mm. who, who is that? You know? Yeah. Because I don't because, say it. In, common you know i don't say it in commonplace no but, like i said yeah find me a black girl that wants to be treated that way i am down i am and you know how much hell my man from white ghetto gaggers from ghetto gaggers catch yeah. hell because he's dominating black women and treating them like shit but these females signed on to this and this is part of his stick and how did you get a hold of him if you didn't go directly to his website and look at what type of content he's putting out there? <laughs> like, the name of the website is mm-hmm. Ghetto Gaggers. Like, did you yeah. not see that you fit the stereotype he's looking for? Uh, like, it just, it it amazes me that it's news mm-hmm. to people, you know? Yeah. And mind you, he got another site, which is called Black on Black Abuse. Where's a black dude got them degrading the shit out of a a black woman? Then he has another one I think was called Black Payback. Where's the black man degrading the white woman? But no one has an issue when the black man degrades the white woman, but they got an issue when ghetto gaggers when he's degrading the black woman. What's the fucking difference? It's a woman. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think, again, I think it's someone's artistic principle that they just keep putting out there. Bingo. yeah, they're just like, look, this is how I express myself. I want to look at different angles of this. Part one of the project is white men with black women. Part two of the project is black men with white women. You know, it's just, it's someone's creative vision. And they're just mm-hmm. honing in on whatever it is that gets them off at the time. You know, mm-hmm. and if you make a buck on whatever gets you off at the time and there's genuine emotion around that, it's fucking dividends every fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because then, comfortable if it makes somebody feel a certain type of way, you are in a gold mine territory. 
There's not enough porn out there that activates that. People ask me all the time. They're like, do you watch porn? It's like, no. They don't make the porn that I like, you know? Mm -hmm. Because the moral majority or the the woke whatever like just puts it out of business every time and makes me feel horrible for fucking watching it and liking it mm -hmm. you know and part of woke culture is to question the norm that which y'all missing woke is not that i i know everything no is i question what i was taught right i question what the establishment says posed to be normal Right, that would woke to be destroying the paradigm that exists within normalcy <coughs> and recreating it over and over and over again, and not caring who you make uncomfortable, who you make, you know, feel a certain type of way. As long as it's between mm. consenting adults and people that are doing what comes naturally to them, like fuck you, yeah, Get, you know, because 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 we keep saying we need to have the hard conversation. These are some of the hard conversations, and y'all don't want to have them. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like, because even to me, when I had an argument with King Nior about the King of Spades, he had such an issue with Thor about it. I said, "You a black dom? You have an issue with a white man saying that he worshipped black women?" Right. And, and, and last I checked, uh, ain't that what it' supposed to be? Right. That's everything you guys have been working for. Like, is I, I, I'm saying, accomplished. Like, you you got you got here. Ain't that just the pinnacle of like how good it can be? Like, yeah, because it might fucking funny that when some of y'all motherfuckers get money, you go date a white girl. So, what's the difference between you dating it, you getting paid, you becoming rich, and you decide to date a white girl for whatever reason it may be, versus this white woman worshiping or a white man worshiping somebody or a black man or a black woman? Right. Ain't that the ain't that the whole point? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said some some of the shit that we argue about is stupid. It don't make sense and logically don't make sense. Yeah. All because it ain't what you would do. It ain't about what you would do. Or what makes you comfortable. Even what makes you comfortable. Forget even doing it, fantasizing about it. Like people feel guilty about fantasizing about it. Like, yeah. Again, come to me, face that guilt. Let's look at that head on. I love people that carry guilt. I love mm -hmm. exploiting that and making them feel as guilty yeah. as they possibly can. You, know? you have men right now that will find a transgender sexy as fuck. That doesn't make them gay because technically a transgender woman is a woman. Her outward appearance is of a woman. So if you sit here and say, so you're gay when you sit here and say it, like, for example, you know what they say when it comes to a transgender. Every dude does say, if she was a woman, I would fuck the shit out of her. Does that make you gay because you find transgender attractive? Right. No. It makes you gay as it makes you bisexual if you fuck a transgender because it's another gender. How about it just makes you open-minded enough to fucking like what you like? How about yeah. we take the term off of it? Like, I, you know, I, I told a sex therapist, like, cause he was like, you're a, you're a straight man that sleeps with gay or like sees gay clients. How, what is your, what is your label? And I'm like, at the end of the day, the only label I want on me is Gucci because I don't, give a, I, I don't, I don't carry that. 
I don't I don't go around and be like I'm open minded. If it makes mm-hmm. my dick hard, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. if it makes my mind hard, if it gives me that mental orgasm, I'm all about it. You know, mm-hmm. that's why when I find people that are into the same things I'm in, like it brings a devilish grin to my fucking face because I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be good because we're meeting at a place where you feel guilty, you feel shameful, you feel something, some sort of way about this, and I'm just going to fucking tits to tail fucking Mm -hmm. splay you open and fucking drag it out of you and hold a mirror in front of you and show you that this is what you like you know and then you want to be honest if you look at the race play scenes nine times out of ten the dude is the dominant it's not a submissive the one that's submissive is actually the white girl even though she's saying the n-word she's still being dominated right you feel where I'm coming from so right. to a certain extent, once again, it's a kink that you're playing to. Well, and and, it's so much more socially acceptable to show that these days than a white man dominating a black woman. I mean, I can't even show the content. I can't even talk about the content that I've done because people find it so highly offensive. But guess that would lose their fucking mind. I did it because I knew it was offensive. Yeah. How about that? How about the fact that you're offended by it and I did it to hit every offensive button and stereotype I possibly could? Yeah. Because I was being given the opportunity as a white man to play with a black woman in that fucking realm. That's sacred mm-hmm. space. That is sacred fucking space. And see, and see the reason why? Because what makes money is a black man. Because let, let, let's make this clear. Interracial money is made off of black man fucking a white woman. Nine times out of ten, a big black man fucking a smaller white woman. Yeah. You know, period. Yeah. Think about this for a second. Y'all love watching black, but y'all don't have an issue with the term blacked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. hands down. Mighty fucking funny that how often do we see black on black porn or white on white porn? Mm. Mm. I don't watch porn, so you would know the answer to that more than I <laughs> the, the, the answer is not much. You feel me? Even okay, even even more so. How many interracial quote unquote couples did you see in uh the commercials? All commercials is always an interracial couple. Whether it's yep. gay or whether it's straight. Yep. You know, period. But you'll hear no one complain about that. You hear nobody that's a part of race play too, people. Race play is not always someone saying the N-word. It's playing to the racial stereotypes. That is what race play is. Yeah, I mean, the fact that I my clientele is gay and I'm a straight man, you know, I, I, people have a big problem with that too, you know. Yeah. I've been accused of being homophobic and straight, uh, quote, pushing gay men back in the closet. But, it, but, but to me, if... But in the business that we in, we play to gay men. Because our fan base yes. is gay. Yes, but we don't all take it as far as calling them the F word. Bingo. We don't, Bingo. We don't look at, when we're fucking this girl, we don't look right at the screen and say, I'm doing this because it gets you off F word. Like, you know, like that's the type of content I make. Mm-hmm. You know, like I bring that word to straight porn because I know that people watching it identify as that, you mm-hmm. know, same, same as if I did a race play video with a black girl. Like I mm-hmm. know the person watching that on the other end is black. I know the person that's seen yeah. 
he's got, you know, like it just, and it, it's so it's so hard to explain to people because they just don't. I'm just I'm just catering to the clientele that I'm I, I love playing with. You know? and, and, and to be honest with you, if you have a, if any of these ladies that's watching have an issue with race play, let me tell you what you do then. Stop fucking black men because interracial is based off of race play. Mm-hmm. The stigma of race play, just because they're not saying the N word, is still based off of race. Because you're getting off of watching a black man fuck a white woman. Yeah. And a lot of you white women make your money off a of black dick. Yeah. Think about that. Smoke that over. <laughs> <laughs> so any of you motherfucking white women, I have an issue with race play, but don't do interracial porn. Yeah. What you did between the only thing you ain't doing is saying the N-word. You still fucking a black dude. You still using the stereotype, the stigma, and the fantasization of a black man for you to make money. Yeah. You just ain't saying the N-word. Does that make you better than the woman that make the N-word? They say the N-word? No, well, it does I not. Think porn, I think porn does a really good job of blurring that line. You know, it's yeah. like, are you, are you putting subconscious putting a subconscious thought in somebody's head because you're taking advantage of them at their most vulnerable of times with their dick in their hands mm-hmm. and creating these things within them. You know, like, have you ever watched a porn that's like, it's good. I mean, they're fucking or whatever. And then the guy puts her foot in his mouth and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, there was nothing <laughs> on this fucking video that said they catered to foot fetishes at all. At yeah. All. And halfway through it, he's like putting her fucking, and it's like, subconsciously somebody is watching this video and they're like halfway there halfway hard or whatever and they see that one thing and they just blow their fucking load and they don't know yeah. what it is about what just happened but they just made that fucking happen and the porn just goes on like nothing fucking happened you yeah know? like because that's me. a regular fucking video we didn't we didn't put any foot stuff in this it's not for foot fetishes you know mm-hmm. but it's that little thing that little you know mm-hmm. That they know that they're subconsciously putting in somebody that is just gonna, you know. Yeah, because because to me, porn not supposed to have a bias. Porn sex is supposed not supposed to have a bias. I think at all. Sex is not supposed to have any bias whatsoever. Once you get in the business of pornography, you'd better expect that there's gonna be bias everywhere you go. Talk to Larry Flint, talk to mm-hmm. fucking, you know, talk to the people that pioneered human sexuality to where it is now and pornography to where it is. Yeah. There are a lot of fucking pervy motherfuckers that are, yes. by, by today's standards, would be canceled. Man, the most that. biggest pervert of them all is motherfucking a goddamn sight. sight a, what's his damn name? I can't figure his damn name. Um, God, the psychiatrist that came up with the ego and I go and damn, what's his name? Um, Sigmund Freud. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. His yeah. his whole philosophy of psychology, people study, and that was, and his shit was perverted as fuck. Yep. When you think about it. Yeah. But I think anybody getting into the business, the business of pornography and catering to porn, you know, it just it's a whole different world. It's a sex should have no bias. We know this to be Sex should have no morals. I could agree with that too. I could one hundred percent agree. I, with that. Because porn how can you have morals in porn because some people's 
fetishes are so taboo that they could never show them on a screen. And some people tried. Some people tried to cover it. I mean, the whole taboo series with the fucking incest stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it just they 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 played it and they made it how they want to make it. But no, it just, here's the funny part. Some of the girls they sit here and talk shit about the race play will sit there and do stepmom, stepdaughter, stepmom, stepson. Play, age play, play into the incest. Play. Dude, age play and incest are two other things that just get a lot of flack, I'm sure. You know? I know when Not I like race, race play. play. I know when Not I like race play. play. Age play for me, like I think daddies are too old. I mm. carry big brother energy. That is one hundred percent where I'm at. So when I go into a scene and call her little sister and do big brother, yeah. people are so offended and so taken back. But it's like, but the whole daddy little girl thing has been so normalized and so fucking like. But they quick to say incest is a white man shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you got think about it for a second. Incest is a joke. Yeah. Except, you know what I'm saying? It's considered a joke because it's always a joke. You know, yeah, that, that that's a white person thing. Well, you know, I, I, would love, I would love to be the pioneer that has the first black little sister. You I, have I a porn to... star right now, no no shade, no judgment, who fucks her stepdad yeah. on camera. Yeah, I'm sure she does. I'm sure no, she does. No, seriously. I'm, seriously. She sure brings dividends. I'm sure that those people are living high on the hog because of what they do, you know? And it just like you either you either want to believe this stuff never exists in your own little comfortable world, or you want to go running towards it and but, see. And what's so funny is everyone knows that that's her stepdad because he never been hit because he because the mama did porn and he was married to the mama. Okay. And of course, she had the, the girl before she met him. Hmm. So when she got her age, got in porn, she done done scenes with this dude. No one better than I. You guys no outrage. No it one said shit. It is a wacky world you live in. It is so different than the world that I live in. You I mean, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not going to say what her name is, but y'all know who it is. But And I'm not knocking her because it is what it is. You feel me? But it might be fucking funny. She done got signed to a... Signed by a major male talent who has his own agency. She's been nominated for awards... And half the scenes that she did was with her stepdad. Right. And the but people no watching those die. scenes and the people watching those scenes got off knowing that it was her stepdad. Bingo. But don't, I don't hear don't no one, I don't her, hear no outrage. Don't say it was her acting. Don't say it was her, you know, like her no. performance. There was no performance. She fucked her stepdad and you got off to it. You know, like hey, it's just we want what we can't have. We want the things that are so fucked up that, you know, again. I encourage those people to come to me. I encourage those yeah. people to drop shame right in my lap and just be like, let's play with this. Let's do this. You know, girl yeah. or guy. That's why I said porn made the most money when it was taboo because there was no sensitivity in it. It was understood that what you're watching is not normal. And that's why you watched it. Mm-hmm. That's why you paid to watch it. Well, you and know. they had giant posters advertising saying that this is now playing, and by entering into this theater, you're seeing a movie that contains this, this, and this. You know. And think about this for a second. You had De- Debbie Does Dallas, The Green Door. We all know these classic videos. 
you know, period. And what was so funny, and deep throat, what was deep throat? She had a vagina in her throat. She had a clit in her throat, yeah. Had a clit in her throat. I want y'all to think about that. Yeah. You know, period. I know one of my favorite first poems was Lady Chadley. Young Lady Chadley. The whole shit was her fucking everybody but her goddamn husband. Random. She was just fucking randoms left and right. You know, period. We love oh, those things. The first You know, cuck. period. The yeah, you know what I'm saying? Look at that. The first cuck. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, so so it's kind of like understand this. Porn was its best when there was no judgment in porn. Now we have judgment, it makes less money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, no, it made less money. Let's just keep well, it it making less money. Need, it drives the need for the niche market taboo stuff to private creators. Yeah. It takes it out of the Jenna Jamesons and brings it to the Master Arches. You know, it just yeah. It it these big names of porn when porn stars were like, you knew who they were. Like these were the porn stars. Like you know, like now, like everybody has an OnlyFans now. And now yeah. go on FetLife and you know take pictures of yourself. And that's and that's when this sensitivity came in because of OnlyFans. Yeah. Because well, now porn because the coin became more accessible. And it became more normalized, which it should have never been normalized. That's like, how can I put this? It kind of like what Jim Cornette said about Professor Rassler. Professor Rassler was never meant to be national. It meant it was best when it was regional. Well, right. Porn was best when it was taboo, well, when it was yes. the dirty little seat. Yes. And I think that the new private enterprise OnlyFans era of porn and of content creation, whatever you're doing, Whatever you're doing, I mean, it's it's good that these fetishists can now feel comfortable going to people and saying, hey, I've seen you f- get fucked, but what I really want you to do is squish a tomato between your toes for 10 yeah. minutes. You know, like, it, it allows for people to be really open with what it is that they need and want. But what it's also doing is giving people a false impression that anybody can do sex work. And that mm. that that makes me the maddest. Like I don't yeah. care that OnlyFans exists. Like great that there's an avenue now that people. I think people like to say it. I think mm. it's very catchy. I think that it was about time that there was a site created so that strippers could kind of take their thirst trap and be like, "Find me here. Buy my yeah. content here. You want to see me fucking a banana? Hey, don't come behind the back door. Just go to my OnlyFans and pay me the five ninety nine. You know, like, but." What it's doing again is just it's marginalizing that anybody and their mother can be a sex worker, you know. And And some of these motherfuckers don't need to be in it. Well, correct. And OnlyFans is getting more and more flack from other organizations saying that it's such a porn ridden site that they're not going to do business with them, that they're taking the sex workers and pushing them aside and saying, but we have people on here like chefs. And people doing master classes and people doing legitimate things, and they're trying to phase out the porn part of it because it's mm-hmm. so taboo for people to be like, "Hey, find me on OnlyFans." It's like, "Oh, what are you doing on there?" It's like, "I'm showing you how to make a killer beef stroganoff." Like, what do you think I was doing on mm-hmm. there? Like, yeah, just... but see, but see, but see, the point is, is that OnlyFans was known because of sex workers. Right, so you, so we needed a place to do that. We needed yeah. a place. I mean, any. 
any person that's ever, I mean, it just, unless you, like, I think women know this more than men, but it's like, if you don't have a thirst trap in your DM on Instagram, Facebook, fucking Tinder, whatever the fuck on, you're not doing it right. You know, and OnlyFans just allows you to take all those people and every single one of them, like, find me here, find me here, find me here. Remember when you And then, too, also, you also have the Instagram models that basically acting like porn stars. I mean, you got to get people buying, man. You got to get that buying bone, whatever it is. Even to when you think about rap music, what these girls mimicking? Porn stars. What they're mimicking? Sex workers. What they're mimicking? Strippers, because twerking came from the strip club. Mm-hmm. And you got Cardi B, who was a stripper. She twerking. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what? All the dances, all the outfits, the poses, all this came from the porn world. So it's okay for the average motherfucker to do certain shit, but it's not okay for porn stars to do certain shit. I mean, the double standard that exists within it has been this whole episode. I mean, it just, there has to be some type of calling them to the table on it. I mean, like, look what this really is, you know, mirror to it and just be like, look what you're doing. Look what you're Mm -hmm. perpetuating. Look what you're showing people. Cause it just, again, like people want to be on OnlyFans because it's so widely known. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you don't know that you have to put up content every week. You don't know that you have to deal with fucking, you know, like sex work is work. It is. You cannot just build a persona and that's enough. You have to build that persona. You have to build that clientele. And and then even when you think about it, even the cosplayers, what they're dressing up as a sexual version of the cosplay that they're doing. Sometimes. How many girls do it? Sometimes it's that, but sometimes it's totally nerdy too. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, no, but but we talk about the most popular ones. What they dressed up sexy? Right. Right. Come on, the most unsexy character, Velma. Y'all sex up. Velma don't even wear a dress up that goes below, that goes above the knee, and y'all sexualize the hell out of this damn girl. Well, you know Rule Thirty Four, right? What's that? If it exists, there's porn of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is so true. Rule 34 on the internet. If it exists, there's porn of it, you know? Yeah, because I remember a dude saying, you take a normal situation and make it to where it's porn. Mm -hmm. That that what porn was built off of. Taking normal situations and making it to where it's pornographic. The milkman. Yeah, totally. The milkman. The girl next door. Now it's the Uber driver. How many Uber drivers do you really think get some pussy? Not I many, mean, if any. I mean, I, 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 I'm not. I wouldn't know. I would not know. That's that what I'm saying. But when you think about it, it's kind of like a cat, like, uh, like an Uber. Like for example, the average Uber driver. If a girl sit there talking about, so can I suck your dick? That motherfucker gonna look at her like she's stupid. Or you know he's worried he's gonna lose his job. <laughs> Bingo. But yeah, he's not gonna be like, yeah, let's pull over here, and I got something for you. Bingo. This rides on me. It's like if you're yeah. if you're driving Uber, you depend on that money so fucking yeah, much. Yes, sir. Take that so fucking seriously, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like what we do is we take what is normal and make it fantasy. So yeah, just like no different with race play, we take which was negative 
and we turn it into a fantasy because someone gets off on it. That's the point. P, for example, Bukaki used to be. Now it's funny how Bukaki became the shit. If anyone don't know what Bukaki is, is when a bunch of dudes nut on a woman's face, jerk off a nut on their face. That there's used no to penetration. Be, you have to say no. There's no no penetration. No, no penetration. She don't. Technically, it's not a Bukaki if she's sucking the dick. Right. That's a blow bang. Yeah. Bukaki, she don't suck no dick doing it. It's a dude jerking off. You know where it came from, people? Humiliation ritual from Japan for a woman who cheated on her husband. The, the men from the town, they had her tied up, which is a part of BDSM bondage, tied up, and all the men in the village goes around and jerk off on her and nut in her face to humiliate her. We took it and made money with it. Not only did we make money on it, we gave it its whole genre. We gave it a whole genre of porn. Yeah. Uh, You know, period. But yet, you don't hear no outrage about it. Yeah. You know, period. That's why I said at the end of the day, our job is to take what is normal, even might be humiliating to do, because being peed on is technically supposed to be humiliating. Being spit on supposed to be humiliating. We take that and make that a kink. We take that and make that 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 shock value. We fetishize it. We fetishize Bingo. it. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but then you hear women sit here and say, I love this one. I don't want to be fetishized. Boo, that's the point of porn, is to be fetishized. I, I think that you could say, however, that like fetishizing something like helps someone deal. It, it would help you deal a little bit more, you know, I mean, it just some people's reaction to jealousy, some people's reaction to shame, some people's reaction to guilt is to feel it in their genitals. That's yeah. a very valid thing. Think about, think about some of the scenes that we had. The dude, the girlfriend catches the boyfriend fucking the friend. How many situations have you seen that the girl decides she wants to jump in it? But we didn't turn that into a porn. For real. I did that and I got in trouble. <laughs> Granted. That's what I'm saying. Granted, it was her sister-in-law and I probably shouldn't have been fucking her. But but no, but that's a porn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you know what I'm saying. I got yelled at. <laughs> it wasn't a porn. She's like, what are you doing fucking my sister-in-law? It's like, yeah, how I wanted it to, you know. So, so yeah, people. Stupid porn giving me unrealistic expectations of what to do. <laughs> but that's what it's supposed to be, though. Yeah, totally, totally. You know what I'm saying? Because how many dudes imagine she got a hot ass sister, and you get to fuck her and and want my car? Every dude sometimes imagine that shit. You know, period. That what porn supposed to be the safe space for your imagination. But y'all well, want to take that away. I find enormous joy having experiences like that outside of the camera. Again, mm-hmm. being able to share space with a black girl that wants to be treated like trash, you know, like yeah. as a white man, you know, or, you know, just, yeah, yeah, I've done some fucking crazy things. I just, I, there's just yeah. so, many, so many things that I've done in my life that we never got pictures of it, but it's. <laughs> it's in their head though yeah because because oh, like one of my homegirls said whenever she tell black say to a black man no i want you to choke me i want you to spit on me she like the looks that she get 
I like because in our culture, that's looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah, a black woman can't be a submissive. A black woman can't be spanked. A black woman can't be choked out. Whether it's a black man or a, or a white man. But there's women that's into that. You know, period. We keep saying it's wrong to kink shame, but y'all motherfucker kink shame every other day. So is it, I'm going to ask a question here. Like, is it, is it freeing as a black man to be able to fuck a woman like that because you have that within you? And it's like, on your end of things, you fuck a black girl and she's like, don't touch my hair. Don't fucking, you know, like all this. Yeah, it's more free. Yeah, it's more free. It's like free reign. It's like open. Because see, the, the, the stigma is that the reason why black men love fucking white women because we can do more with a white woman than we can with a black woman. Okay, that's exactly what I needed to hear. That's exactly what I needed yeah. to hear. Yeah. Because, for example, like you hear a, a black male town say, man, she let me pull her hair. Half the time, these girls don't want me to touch their hair. Exactly. That's, that's why I use that example 100%. Yeah, because no, cause trust me, I can't pull my wife's hair. She'll look at me like I'm stupid if I did. Right. That's why you got You know, period. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because. because because when you when you deal with when you shoot with a black woman, it's certain things that you may not be able to get away with that a white girl might be willing to let you get away with, or a Hispanic woman, or an Asian woman. Right. You know, period. So when you meet a black woman that allow you to dominate her like that on a BDSM scale, just yeah. like I love I love seeing black on black BDSM. Why? Because I'm so used to seeing a black man dominating a white woman. It's rare that I see a black man dominating a black woman. Mm-hmm. Because that, that is more taboo than me dominating a white girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that that's why I said it's <sighs> there we go. So it it so I done held you on here, bro, because I it, it, we could talk all day and Master Arch will be back on the smokers lines, people, because you know me and we jumped up. And we keep it real. So with that being said, Master, tell everybody where they can spend their money on you. Um, on Twitter, you can find me as All for Arch, A L L F O R A R C H. Website www.forarch.com. <coughs> um, I'm. That's the best way to reach me. Fat Life Master Arch. I mean, get a hold. Really. Most definitely. So with that being said, people, I hope we gave y'all some good talk, some good knowledge, some good game, you know, period. And if we shocked you, good, triggered you, that was a fucking point. Right. So with that being said, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke this over. Say goodbye to the smokers, my brother. Hell Satan. Later. <laughs>